Hi, this is Joanne Vignair with the podcast. It's Storytime, Meemaw, an answered prayer for stories that point children to God. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week, and I'm glad to be back. Apparently, I was absent last week. That's your word of the year now. Yeah, according to the rumor and what you know, Danny said my word of the year is, and so I hope that that's not my word, because <laughs> hope is actually my word of the year. And this show's going to be all about your word hope? I would hope that it would be, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that was a nice try. It's not going to be. Now, it's actually a, a topic, Rodney, that uh, you bring to the table this week, so if you want to... Tell us a little bit about that topic. Yes, I was in studying prayer and just kind of studying different aspects in the, from uh, Hebrews uh, 4.16. It just kind of jumped in there and stuck with me. Um, draw near with confidence. And just a lot of other things that I was studying, that, that one phrase kept coming back and back and back and meaning more as I went along. And then when we had our word and looking up our word and thinking about what God was doing with my word, I'm like, oh, you're drawing me near with confidence. And then I sat here and listened to everybody but you, Sam, as we mm-hmm. talked about our word of the year, because you were absent. Yeah. And then uh, we decided, you know, I was sitting there thinking, wow, that's what he's doing with all you guys with the word. I could just listen to, you know, what was in their hearts, you know, pre-show, during the show and post-show. And I'm like, Oh, that's what you do with everybody. That's what you're doing with all that you've called. And it's like, you know, I'm a little slow sometimes, but I'm like, oh, I finally get it, God. You're you're really drawing us all near. That's it. No, <laughs> no thank you. No, that's it is. It, it's true. You know, and uh, one of these days I'll talk about my word for the year. But uh, you know, actually, God has had me kind of stuck in a place here probably the last three or four weeks, and I know that's not the topic for this week, but I'll go ahead and get it out of the way, but uh, um, he's just been asking me, what do you hope for? Mm. And I'm struggling to answer it, and so, because I don't want it to be, you know, I you know, I hope my team wins this, or, you know, I, I don't want that, right? You know, what do I truly, truly, in my heart of hearts, hope for? And that kind of comes back into what we were discussing when it comes to the prayer topic, mm-hmm. you know? What is really in your heart for the prayer, not just... Oh, my wish list. Boy, Lord, just give me everything I want. Goody, goody, goody. I get to go play now. Yeah. No, it's it's much more deeper than that. It is. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. So when I was doing this, it, to me, it just kept coming back to relationship and understanding who God is, you know, Father, Son, and Spirit, and then who you are and understanding your vast difference between you two and the, the real need and dependence upon God and just, you know, asking yourself, who am I going to trust? Am I going to trust him or trust me? 
Am I going to trust his word or am I going to trust what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking about something that I just kind of happen to whip out of thin air that just, you know, happens suddenly? It's like, no, you got to, we talked about, you know, the patience and listening and just, you know, let God do the work and follow and then draw in near to him. So a father, following a father's lead kind of leads us into this, this clip that you have. Yeah, there's a great father figure in this clip. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Talladega Nights, and in the uh, movie, it's a spoof on NASCAR, and Ricky Bobby, he gets in a big accident, and, I mean, it, uh, it's kind of funny because he starts in the accident, and they go to commercial, and they get back from commercial, he's still in the accident. And then afterwards, he's out running around. He's ripped off his fire suit. He's running around what looks like a big, huge diaper. And he's rolling around on the ground thinking he's on fire. And, you know, his, his buddy even tries to come to his rescue. I got to save him from the fake fire. And so now Ricky has this fear. And his dad, who was never in his life, you know, always left a ticket for him to even come to the races and stuff. Never came. Big disappointment for Ricky. And then his dad shows up after he basically shuts down, doesn't want to drive, and has this fear. So his dad's like, okay, I'm going to get this fear out of here. And he buys this beautiful Chevelle with a racing number on it and, you know, racing stripes on it. And it's this uh, car. And he's like, okay, you just got to get in that car and, you know, learn to drive with the fear. So this clip will kind of explain itself when you hear this cougar roar and he's trying to get in the car with this cougar. To overcome this fear. All right, Professor, what's the plan? Basically, what happened to you is that you saw the fear. So before you can even think about any real driving, you got to make friends with that fear. So, get in the car. It's a cougar in the car. Oh, there's a cougar in the car. I put it in there. You got to learn to drive with the fear. And there ain't nothing more frightening than driving with a live cougar in the car. Where'd you get that thing? I trapped it. Been keeping it at my bathroom at the motel, feeding it old pizza. Now, get back in that car, you hear me? No, I'm not getting in that car. Hey, listen to me. If you're calm, that wondrous big cat will be calm, too. But if you're scared, that beautiful death machine will do what God made it to do. Namely, eat you with a smile on its face. God, he's just following me wherever I go. Well, he's just looking at you. So you're saying if I just calm down, the cougar will be okay? got it. Okay. Come on, son. You can do it. Come on. Oh, come on. That's it. And no sudden moves. Like, is this too fast? Yeah, man. Oh, man. See? That's a little see? quick. You see what he did? Yeah, you got to be a little more deliberate in your move. I'm just going to get in there. I'm just going to grab the handle. I'm just going to get in there and drive that car. But I'm going to do it calm. Calm. Piece of cake. I'm just trying to stay calm. Oh! Oh, man. Sometime today, son. Okay, here we go. I'm getting in. Ricky, control your heart rate. That's all you got to do is control your heart rate while you're being mauled by a cougar. So how does that tie into the topic? Well, I don't think we really want a Reese Bobby father. You know, yeah. that's that. There's a, there is a big reason for the Heavenly Father. Um, every one of us have had fathers that aren't perfect. And some of us have grown up to be fathers who aren't perfect. And if we don't have that perfectly heavenly father in our lives, there, I mean, you're going to go get mauled by a cougar. Yeah, as I was actually listening to it, I was thinking 
there may be a reflection of the Heavenly Father there. Because sometimes the Heavenly Father will take you into a fear that makes absolutely no sense, and you don't want to walk into it. You know, and it, it, logically you're like, no, this, this can't be the way I need to approach it. But he says, no, this is the way you need to approach it. Wayne, I, I, I know that you've walked that before. Yeah, I just did that this past weekend. Um, yeah, God will definitely throw you into a situation where you have no other choice but to depend on Him, and and that fear does come. It, it it comes and it tries to grip you and take you out of what God is trying to to teach you. Um, full reliance and dependent upon Him. It feels like a cougar, though, sometimes, too. <laughs> I, you know, I thought a couple of times I could have definitely got my face ripped off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, one, of the, one of the things I was thinking about when you're introducing the topic again, and I know we talked about it you know, before the show and so forth, was I'd love to say that most of my life I've drawn nearer to God in confidence. Most of the time I've drawn nearer to God in desperation. Right? That's been more of the truth of my story. Now, over the last several years, that's been less and less of the story. You know, I do have to go to him in desperation sometimes, but it's more and more becoming in confidence well, because the relationship's yeah, grown. That, that's the Christian maturity, isn't it? I, I mean, don't know. We'd have to ask our resident maturity Christian. Harold, tell us about that. <laughs> what does 700 years of walking with God do? <laughs> it does give you confidence. That was the part of the the topic that I focused on being able to approach God in confidence, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. Who is he? He is the true living God, the creator and sustainer of the universe. Without him, there's nothing. And if you are going to create a, cr- a creature to depict God, what would you choose? I love the choice that was made <laughs> that I get to see, and that is the lion, Aslan, and the Chronicles of Narnia. And so that was the clip that I chose. Yeah, yeah. we'll probably have to come back for that clip because I don't think we have time to get it in before our break. Oh, okay. But uh, definitely that's uh, we'll play that after the break um, of Aslan and Prince Caspian, I think you said the movie was. Yeah, They can't hear you shake your head. One of those. <laughs> yes. Uh, so drawing near in confidence, Harold, to your point, that word confidence – that's a that's a difference maker. Absolutely. We we can do that because God is trustworthy. He loves us beyond our ability to even understand it. Uh, I happen to have on my favorite T shirt tonight, John three sixteen, and uh, God so loved us that He sent His Son, and that's another part of the. Chronicles that's really great where Aslan sacrifices himself rather than have Peter be the sacrifice. So there's some beautiful parallels between that movie mm-hmm. and the reality of our God. I, um, last night was just working through a situation that could bring upon fear for me. And uh, you know, as I'm praying about it, all I hear God say is, it'll be all right. You know, and for me, I want to know what all right means. You know, okay, God, what's the definition? You're all right, my all right. You know, and, you know, I hear, because it, it's not always the same thing. You know, what God feels is all right. He knows what's best for me. 
is not necessarily the feeling that I have of what's going to be all right. But, you know, just as I've tried to slip back into some of those spots of fear today, I just continue to hear his words, are you going to trust me? I said, it's going to be all right. There's a great song you need to listen to. It's by Firefall. And the line that's in there is that when things are just going all wrong, just remember I love you and it'll be all right. And that, it's a great song that fits. And uh, when when I heard you use the word all right, it, it just cropped into my head. But it, it talks about things being wrong all sorts of ways. But it'll be all right. Just remember I love you. Yeah, it's, it's a great point. You know, it's for me, I'm, I'm a control person. I know a lot of us can be. But, you know, I and I, I'm learning how to walk with... Uh, with him and and not be wanting to have control it just really is tough you know and for him to give me just it'll be all right gave me peace but also made me laugh because you know i know he's not going to give me more than that (laughs) he's not going to give me any type of plan it's going to be it's just all right you know go to masculinejourney.org register for the upcoming boot camp coming up the weekend before thanksgiving register today What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp, basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days purpose for God to come after and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Fall Boot Camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to MasculineJourney.org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Draw near to me Break my heart again To turn away from sin Every morning Set me apart To live my life Welcome back to A Masculine Journey. Now, Rodney, who, who was that in the, uh, the bump? That was your bump. That was uh, Scott Brenner singing this. There's been there's a few others out there you could pick from, but I really liked his voice and listening to him. And what I like about this song too is there's just the picture between God and us again in this, and the fact that like for God, you know, He's holy and pure, and He has a never-ending love. And then for for our part, you know, we've got to basically trust and obey. That's what we're here to do. So you know, we trust and obey. We're going to draw in near to him more and more as we do that and that's part of that christian maturity mm-hmm. now harold when we left we were talking about your clip a little bit so if you want to go ahead and now you were talking about in that that verse of draw near to me in confidence if i said that correctly um draw near to me in confidence you were focusing on the confidence part and that reminded right. you of this clip yeah the, the clip uh, where the kids are leaving they're going back to their world and they're having their final conversation with Aslan and 
couple of things that he says in there that just really struck me as great and reminds me of our relationship with God. Now, this is from Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. right? And I think this you'd said this is the last movie, Robbie? It might be Voyager, the Dawn Shredder. It, 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 yeah. When Lucy's finally, I mean, this is, they're pulling the rug out from underneath them here. Yeah, I've not seen it, so I, but uh, it's the last movie, and so we'll go ahead and play the clip and come back and talk about it. This is our last time here, isn't it? Yes. You have grown up, my dear one. Just like Peter and Susan. Will you visit us in our worlds? I shall be watching you always. How? In your world, I have another name. You must learn to know me by it. That was the very reason you were brought to Narnia. That by knowing me here for a little, you may know me better there. Will we meet again? Yes, dear one. One day. So, Harold, what was it about that clip that really spoke to you on this topic? Well, one of the things is when he says, I'll be watching always, that's our God. He is watching out for us. And uh, we can rely upon him to be the rock upon which we build, knowing that that foundation won't give way. And that we will meet again, that there will be a time when we'll share the same world, unlike with the kids being in Narnia, but heading back to their world, where Aslan said that he wouldn't go, but he would be watching. So it's just a thing of beauty to me. Yeah. Uh, Now, we give you a hard time about being the the elderly person (laughs) of our group, but what is it that, that gives you the confidence in drawing near to him. The fact that I can look back over my lifetime and I can see that even in times when I was not as faithful to him as I should have been, that he was faithful to me. Mm -hmm. I can see things that he brought about that I could not have done on my own, would not have done. Uh, So it's just easy for me to look back and, and know that God has been in control of my life. Uh, you know, as I was growing up, I wanted to be a Navy pilot. That would have been a horrible thing if I had managed to, to do it because I would have been living an immoral life. Mm-hmm. But instead, he put my sweetheart in front of me, my darling Susie. And I just couldn't resist her. So I changed my whole direction in life. And it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with him because... I was not even thinking about being serious with a woman. Mm-hmm. But he changed it. Pretty quickly, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> we, her brother tricked me into a blind date the Friday night before Thanksgiving, 1962. At Christmas, 1962, we told our folks we were going to get married. That didn't happen for about 18 months. I had to drop out of school and uh, go to basic training for the Alabama Air National Guard come back and finish my last year at, at Auburn I graduated on Wednesday June the 3rd and we were married on Saturday June the 6th we just celebrated 57 years wow. on June the 6th and I love her as much now or more than I ever did before God doesn't make mistakes mm-hmm. thank you Harold uh, Robbie you have a, a clip but there's a story 
that goes along with the clip. And so would you like to tell us a little bit about the clip or, or, or tell well, us about set the up story? This, I got to set up the clip for the story. So yeah. on my latest adventure, God has had me memorizing the 119th Psalm, which starts with Aleph, and I'm only on verse two, so at least I'm two verses in of a long journey, but and excited to do it. But the second verse happened to be this morning. And it was amazing to me that it was right along Rodney's topic because it says, blessed are those who keep the testimonies of God. And those testimonies are I, things that they've seen with their own eyes, just like what Harold just described, that he saw that happen with his own eyes. And, and then it says, and who seek him with a whole heart. What will so as we move forward with confidence, it's a lot of times because we are keeping a testimony. In other words, we have had this experience in our own life, but more than that, we have examples from the Bible. And so as I was just thinking about two examples this morning, um, the example of Moses at the burning bush, we get to hear the movie version, but it's in everybody's Bible right there in Exodus. And after you hear a little bit of that, then there's Jeffrey Miller, who is a Jewish gentleman I interviewed at the NRB a few weeks ago, and his experience with coming to Christ, and you need to know a little bit about that story, was he was an atheist and a Jew, very much a Jew, anything but Jesus Jew, who was going to prove to his girlfriend that there was no such thing as God. And she gave him a book by Dean Jones to read, little did you know, Herbie the Love Buck Driver was a Christian. Any Christian car guy would tell you that. But anyway, he wrote a book that, that, that Jeffrey was reading at the point that this story is kicking in, and Jeffrey had been healed by something. And while he said he was telling me that he was calling Dean Jones an idiot, how could you think such a thing? All of a sudden, he saw the healing that Dean Jones had received, realized it came from God, and that's when this happened to Jeffrey. So you're going to hear Jeffrey right after you hear Moses. That light in the mountainside... Do you see that strange fire? I will turn aside and see this great sight. I am here. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. But if I say to your children that the God of their fathers has sent me, they will ask what is his name? How shall I answer them? I am that I am. Thou shalt say, I am hath sent me unto you. And as surely as I'm sitting here before you, Robbie, and I've told you this story before over the years, it were as if lightning struck me. I mean, bam, something hit me. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. But up and down my body ran the strongest sensation I had ever felt in my entire life. Like being on the highest roller coaster you can imagine and coming down. Whoa! It was amazing. And I had no, uh, what is going on? And But the tears gushed out of my eyes. And I'm crying, standing there in this radio station, not knowing what was going on. And the next thing I knew, crying my eyes out and shaking in this sensation going up and down my body, I lifted up my hands. Now, you know... The Bible says, lift your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. I never heard that. I never seen it. I had no idea. Zero. But my hands went up. And I looked up at the drop ceiling of that radio studio. And to my shock and amazement, this atheist Jew cried out, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> 
And inside my head, as I cried out those words, inside my head, my mind said, what? Yeah, so you can see, Jeffrey, there. This is a testimony we all can say, wow, there's somebody like that in my life. I've heard a testimony like that, something that was an eyewitness. And those testimonies we hold on to so that what the second part of that verse is, we can seek him with a whole heart, which that word whole, King David, you know, he, he, he really encompassed somebody that would go after God with a whole heart. It has to do with the number seven. It has to do with the word Sheba. But it also has very much to do with believing that you're going to see his face. And remember the, the blessing that David was going after is blessed to you. You know, that the blessing would be, right, bless you, you know, that the Lord, you know, cast his face upon you. That's the, that's the blessing that David was going for. That's what we're all going for is to see his face and wow. It's, excuse me, it's pretty cool. One of the things I realized listening to the Charlton Heston thing there was Popeye kind of ripped off uh, God. <laughs> yeah, I am what I am. You know, I mean, he, he, you know, he's quoting scripture there a little bit. But yeah, and it's kind of cool. That I learned that that actually those are both Charlton Heston's voice yeah. that they used. You know, to create the God voice as well as Charlton Heston's own voice. The, the the second thought that I had though is when you're talking about testimony. You know, when you think about boot camp, obviously the power of boot camp is God, right? But the power of the talks, you know, when we get up and do talks is not how eloquent we, I can't even say the word, eloquent, whatever, yeah, how, that how, how good we speak. <laughs> it's not that. It's the power of God's work in our life when we're doing our testimony of what God's done for us, right? And that's what it was when I went to my first boot camp was, you know, when I could hear that someone had had a breakthrough with pornography or I could hear that somebody had a breakthrough with anger or you know, God did this work in their life or did this restoration in relationships. There is then hope. Yes, there's hope and there's power, right, of that testimony to know, okay, that, oh, yeah, I can step forward in confidence knowing that God's, if he's done that before, obviously he can do it again and he can do it with me. Yeah, there. that was the really cool thing about being in boot camp when you're just like hearing one story after another and you're like, oh my gosh, these guys have been through this and that and then the other thing. And you start to think about your own story and start, oh, well, man, I've been there. I can get healing. I can, I can actually come through and be on the other side of this. And three years later, I can talk about things I never would have talked about. No, and we're learning all sorts of things about you now, <laughs> which is great to, to learn those things. We do have a boot camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Please go register this week. We'd love to know who all is coming. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. God's going to do some amazing things. Go to masculinejourney.org. Register for the upcoming boot camp. Also, stick with us. We're going to go to the after hours and talk about this more. This is the Truth Network.